welcome to the Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590, the fan. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, Alex Wong. Will Lou still on vacation in parts unknown in Western Canada. So I'm joined by Savannah Hamilton today in studio. Savannah Raptors 905 sideline reporter, host of Raptors Today, uh, Scarborough Shooting Stars, beat reporter. <laughs> season season two of Swish out now. Debuted last Friday on NBA TV Canada. Did I miss anything else, Savannah? No, I think you got the whole resume. Can yeah. you can you wrap my LinkedIn for me? I need to update that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've forgotten my LinkedIn password. It's been many <laughs> years now. So, yeah. If anybody wants to look me up on LinkedIn, you can still see a photo of me from like 2011. Yeah. Nice. Might have a faux hawk from back then. I don't know. Nice. I don't know. Yeah. So, <laughs> happy uh, three-year anniversary of the Toronto Raptors. Yes. Championship. So are we just going to celebrate this day for the rest of our lives? I guess this is what we're doing. I was wondering that myself this morning. Like, is there a line that we draw when we just kind of, you know, stop mentioning, you know, the big celebration? Hey, we won this 20 years ago. I don't think it's ever going to stop. No? I think we have to celebrate. We have to celebrate the shot every year. The shot every year for sure. Yeah. I think the shot's almost, you could almost say, more iconic. Yes. In a sense, the the championship but they, itself. But they won the championship, though. That that that's worth celebrating. But I feel like there's even more celebration around the shot. Okay, no, that's fair. That's fair. Because you know more why? Dramatic. No, you know why? Actually, when I think about it, it's yeah. because any team can arguably win a championship at some point of their you know lifespan as a franchise. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the Kings, but damn. <laughs> but not every single team can have an iconic moment that goes down in the history of the NBA. Yeah, I mean, that's going to go in the history books. Like, I don't even know. Like, top five seems like I'm underselling it. Yeah. Like, that series game-winning shot. Yeah. On four bounces. Was it four or five? I don't know. And the history of the Raptors, too, right? Like, yeah. just the history. The history between the Raptors and the Sixers. Yo. So, I'm with you. I'm so glad it's a it's a three-year three, three year anniversary because I'm definitely going to milk that for content all this week. All right. So glad. <laughs> We're just I'm here, here for it, yo. I'm here for it. <laughs> we're just here killing time. Yeah, Wednesday, we're going to spend the whole hour drafting our favorite moments of the NBA. from the championship season. Just, just from, from the, the Raptors season. championship season. So it's from, from the playoffs, probably. Oh, I was going to say the regular season we as well? We could do the regular season, too. Remember? Wasn't there a Serge Ibaka moment where he got heated? Was it with the Bulls? No, when, what, is this when he grabbed Marquise yes. against the Cavs? Cavs. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that's up there. Um, so funny story about that. So oh. I, I was helping I was helping Serge out with his How Hungry Are You series during that season. Okay. So he had that game in Cleveland, and then he flew back the next day, and we had like a production meeting at his place. And, uh, you know, I was just there when he found out on his phone, I guess from like a Twitter notification, that he had been fined. Wow. Yeah, and he was very upset about that, but then he moved on. That's, that's how I know these athletes are really rich. Yeah. You get like a five, six-figure fine. Yeah. And you just move on with your life. Yeah, they're like, ah. Yeah. Oh, well. If that happened to me... I'd be on tilt for the rest of the year. Yeah, I guess you'll like hold off on the the Bentley <laughs> the Bentley payment. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I drive a 2001 Honda Civic. You have a car? Yeah, 2001 Honda Civic. Wow. Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I'm not sure. No one's ever said that to me. Yeah. I live downtown. I don't have a car. Yeah. Any favorite any favorite memories from that championship night? Like, Ooh. does anything like jump to mind? You know, being the three year anniversary. Honestly. You know, when I really think about that championship night when 
like one thank god we didn't win it in toronto because the city would be even more reckless and crazy and i don't think the players would have been able to leave the building until like five in the morning oh they they, yeah they definitely wouldn't have been able to no definitely not yeah but seeing that they you know they still want it regardless and in toronto didn't even know how to behave like i saw people on buses people on top of the lights like it was insane like i i was right in the thick of things like i live right in the heart of downtown so i literally just like stepped outside my building and I was like, whoa, like you couldn't walk in Young and Dundas. People were like setting off like firecrackers and everything. So that's kind of like what stands out to me, just like the celebratory. Um, and also just giving Toronto a reason to celebrate like that, right? And we haven't seen the city like that in decades, like in forever. Yeah, last time would be... Jays. Yeah, 92, 93 Jays. Yeah, I wasn't around for that. Yeah, no, it's... I think that's a great thing about that championship, Ron, was there's just so much pride in the city about the Raptors. Yeah. And you just saw, I'm sure, you you know, like people that you know, like maybe didn't watch basketball or didn't follow the Raptors. Like everybody jumped on the bandwagon. It was great. Yeah. It like, was beautiful. Beautiful sight city. to see. What, was you, what stood out to you? Yeah. You know, for me, I just always think back to, to, to just seeing Masai and Kyle mm. uh, sharing that embrace, you know? Yeah. And it is unfortunate every time we, we bring up the championship night that we have to think about like Masai and the security officer yeah. and all the stuff that I do to get on the court. But I'm, I'm glad they, they got to have that moment. And the, 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 the other moment I always remember is just Serge being really excited when they brought out the Larry O'Brien trophy when they were about to lift it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just rubbing his hands. Yep. Real excited as Kyle lifted it. So, no, it's just great moments. And like all the guys like Pascal and so many other players draped in their own flags. Yes. And just celebrating. Were you in Toronto or were you down there? Yeah, I was there? in Toronto. Okay. I was in Toronto. Wow. Yeah. So, and I, I was downtown too. I remember just, just the scene. Yeah. Outside. Recklessness. Yeah. And also, it was like <laughs> It's always key, reckless. <laughs> it was also low-key like a, a reunion. I don't know about you, but I saw everybody. I've been like, I haven't seen you since like grade two. Like yeah. people I haven't seen in forever were just out. And I'm like, since, since when did you live downtown or since when were you ever yeah. around no, here? I, I think everybody just wanted to be a part of it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I can't believe it's, uh, it's only been three years. Yeah. It's not even it's that been, far removed, really. It's been a long three years. It has been. Just uh, in life in general. Yo, this is going to get deep. Yeah. No, if, it honestly <laughs> feels like 10, 15 years ago. It, it, feels, it like, feels like another lifetime. It was a whole pandemic ago. Yeah. 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 Damn. It was crazy. Yeah, and like there's no masks, there's no vaccines, like all that happened prior to. So when you really think back, it's it's such a special moment to almost be the last of its kind in, in terms of, you know, not having to worry about all those precautions and health and safety protocols that the NBA had to put in place and still follow to this day to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah, life, life just used to be easier. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, you know. How do we get to here? Okay. We killed seven minutes with the championship. Nice. Not bad. Set the over-under at like five. <laughs> Happy about that. <laughs> not much not much longer to go in this hour. No, I'm just kidding. So nice to have you. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Alex. <laughs> just dreading. The, you know, I actually brought okay. you a gift too. So I'm, I'm kind of... I'm did kind you bring me a gift? I, oh, I the did. water. Yes. Not just the water, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you ready for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Damn. Damn, I should invite guests. Oh, okay. So so Savannah's brought me the Big Turk chocolate bar. This is uh, This is her favorite. It's my favorite for sure, but I you, thought, YouTube I was... producer Jennifer Rolnick gave a thumbs up. I guess she's a fan. She's not a fan. Not a fan. Oh, lots of thumbs down what? coming. Listen from the producer room. That's whoever, unfortunate. Whoever hasn't had a Big Turk, they really yeah. need one. No, 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 Big Turk. You yeah. kept talking about it. I tried it. It was great. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. Yeah, 
I'll eat it after. A I don't like to, like to eat on air, you know, try to be professional <laughs> since they put us on all these platforms. But yes, so game five of the NBA Finals is tonight. Yep. But we have to talk about game four. Game four took place on Friday. And honestly, going in with the Warriors down 2-1 on the road, just felt like Boston was the better team. Really? Through three games. That's how I felt. Interesting. Yeah, you didn't think so. Mm. All right. I guess I'm a hater. Maybe. And uh, well, Steph, Steph Curry proved me wrong. It's not a hater. I think, if anything, the Boston Celtics have proven a lot of people wrong. Um, I don't think a lot of people... like. I think the favorites going into the series with the Warriors. I think the Warriors are still the favorites. But I think the Boston Celtics are definitely playing above expectations in some regard. Like They're definitely giving defensive troubles to the Warriors, I think, more than expected, considering how much offensive threats the Warriors have on a night-to-night basis. They seem to not be trying to outscore the Warriors. It's not like an offensive battle where they're just trading buckets. They're literally just defending them super well, and they're holding them and containing them. And that's how Boston's, Boston is getting their wins ultimately. And then also, you know, we look at the game one when the Boston Celtics won in, in the Warriors, like that completely slipped under the rug for the Warriors because they just fell asleep. They're like, ah, we got this. Mm-hmm. And then I, I literally fell asleep on my couch at one point, and I woke up. <laughs> And Boston was leading. And I was like, what? Yeah. What happened? And then, sure enough, like, you know, they, they, they knew their plan of attack. They played hard defense throughout the entire um, game, putting it within reach. Obviously, the Warriors still had a, a good lead. But now, um, now you then they, of course, like the, Warriors, the Boston Celtics, they just put it away in the fourth quarter. And there was no coming back because it was the fourth quarter. You ran out of time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to ask you. I mean, Steph Curry on yeah. Friday, oh, 43 yeah, points. Casually. 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 14 of 26 from the field, 7 three-pointers. He's had better numbers. I'm sure we can pull up his playoff resume. But that's got to be his most iconic playoff performance. Yeah. It has to be. I was yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, it's really hard to top that. If you really want to go back into to the playoff resume that we're looking at, like the 2000, or like earlier 2010s to, to really pull those numbers. So maybe it's a recency bias there as well. But circumstance too, right? Circumstance Down for sure. Down 2-1. Against this team, yeah, on the road, yeah, and Steve Kerr was searching, right? Like he put in Otto Porter into the starting lineup instead of Kevon Looney. Mm-hmm. He was he benched Draymond for a stretch there in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. We have to talk about Draymond. Draymond's somehow the main character of this series. Always, always, <laughs> the main character syndrome is crazy with Draymond. Like, there's so many great players in this series. Steph has like the best game, and all I see is everyone being like, "Oh man, I can't wait for the podcast." Yo. <laughs> Like, that is somehow to, the main story. Way to brand yourself. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have a long career long after he's done. Playing. No, no. I'm invoking a five-minute ban on Draymond because I feel like we never talk about Steph enough. Okay, fine. Okay. So okay. so we have, to stay, to we have to stay on Steph. And the thing with me, like, I look at Boston. I mean, took seven games for them to get through Milwaukee. Yeah. Against Miami. They're now three and seven since the second round after wins. So they've been a very up-and-down team. Yeah. Like, every time it looks like they're going to put a team away, they just don't have... I don't know what it is. Like, whatever you want to call it. Killer instinct. Whatever it is. Like, they just like to drag things out. But I always look at them, and I'm like, they seem like the better team to me. Really? I still think they're the better team. Why Why do you say that they're the better team? I just think... I just like think pound for pound, why? I think the defense, you know, when you when you talk about it. Like, I feel like they have really done an excellent job shutting off... I mean, Steph Curry aside, again... Yeah. Right. Shutting off all the secondary options that that the that the Warriors have, and I feel like they have a 
to me, they have a deeper team. To me, the Warriors is a team that feels like they're playing catch-up. And they were trying to play catch-up in yep. game four. But then again, you say all this, and I guess it doesn't matter if Steph Curry is going to be the best player in this series by this wide of a margin. Hands down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, there's a I don't know. There's a basketball strategy that I'm surprised um, not more people have like at least pointed out or recognized, but I know this as a player that... As, oh, you're going to pull the player card. We're going to right. right. play right. the player card actually okay. a little bit here. Right. Where you shut down everybody else and you let the star go off because you eliminate everybody else's scoring and just contain them, make them take bad shots. And it's okay, sure, if they hit the odd shot, give it to them. But let the star go off. Let him carry the weight. Let him tire himself out. He's going to go off for what we saw, 43 points. But once again, that wasn't enough to still get the win, of course, as we saw. But there is a strategy around making sure that nobody else scores. And I think that's what we've seen in previous games with Boston because they're not necessarily stopping Steph completely. They're, they are containing him. It's just that nobody else is really contributing to the offense as much as he is to a certain level. The closest player that we're seeing right now, I think, is Andrew Wiggins in that last game. But that's more so just also on an all overall game, right? Like, he's contributed... You know, he had, uh, this is another game, but he had, like, I think 17 points and, and, like, 16 rebounds or something like that. Yeah, he had huge offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And I don't think, it's it's crazy to say, he's been the second best player for the Warriors in the series. Absolutely. I don't think it's close, actually, in no, terms of just I, consistency. Second best player, even in the last series. Yeah, throughout this playoff run, I think yeah. he's been really underrated. Yeah, and you love to see it. It's good, good CanCon. Yeah, yeah. We're always here for the Canadian content, you know. Absolutely. Let's get that on NBA TV Canada. There you go. No, but here's here's my thing about the Warriors too, is that like, I look at the roster and like from game to game, like how many guys can Steve Kerr really trust? Like I'm looking at the list, like Clay Thompson's been up and down. He played better in Boston. Yep. He played better in Boston. I thought he played really good defense in the fourth quarter on Jalen Brown. We talked about Wiggins. Yeah. Jordan Poole's been up and down. I mean... He's been up and down. He has his hot moments. Yeah. Definitely. He definitely has his moments. Yeah. But I feel like it's always scary when he's out there. Especially when they put him, Steph, and uh, and Clay out there. Not sure about the defense. But even guys like uh, Bielitsa. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he, had, he had a decent run in game four. Oh, my Can goodness. Can we give him some props? Uh, okay, there you go. There, <laughs> sure. We? <laughs> we'll give him some some credit there. For staying in front of Jason Tatum? Just for a little bit. For, for a couple a whole possessions? Whole nine minutes. A whole nine minutes. Um... Yeah, no, no, no. He, I think pound for pound, the Warriors have way more offensive threats, but the Celtics, you know, they still have Jason Tame at the end of it. So, I mean, he's still going to contribute to his team offensively as well. But He struggled but in the series, though. He has been for sure, but I'm not surprised. Like, he, the Warriors are doing a good job rotating off of him. Like, they, they have been showing a lot of different um, defensive matchups and also, like, Wiggins when he's on him too. Like, he's holding him down. Like, it's not like... You know, he's dominating like we've seen him even against Miami. Mm -hmm. So it's been a good series, yo. It's been a good series. But I do think the Warriors are going to get it in six. Okay. Warriors in six. Man. I heard it here first. That would require them to beat the Celtics three in a row, which I think is a pretty tough task. Like they won game four. So you're saying they're going to win the next two. Yep. All right. I would like the Warriors to win too. I don't want to Would you actually? Up. I don't want to. I picked the Warriors in five before the series. I know. Just out of hatred for the Celtics. I had Warriors in five or six. I don't I, I don't want I don't want to live in a world where the Celtics are champs. Oh my goodness. That is a <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I don't know what show you were coming on. But 
This is the Raptors show. This is the Raptors show. <laughs> so, so we have to be extremely biased. Yeah, yeah Jason Tatum, 8 for 23 yep. in game four. He's shooting 27% from two in this series. Yeah. Wow. I've had this I I've had this agenda of everybody rushing to make Jason Tatum like a top ten player. I feel like there's been a big push like in the media and stuff. There has been. And I'm like, let's just slow down, you know? Let's put him He's in the not... let's put him in the Paul George tier for now. Oh let's wait and see. You know? I like that tier. Yeah, I've been pushing that. I've been pushing Is that, that the same tier as like Anthony Davis tier? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I haven't seen Anthony Davis play basketball in a long time, so I can't Jake, remember. Okay, like, I think that's actually a little <laughs> bit disrespectful. If he's in the Anthony Davis tier, he deserves to be one tier up from that. Yeah. Maybe the Draymond tier. Yeah, I mean, where are we putting Draymond right now, though? You know, I was looking at the box score. Draymond had nine rebounds, eight assists. Like, three steals? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no. Listen, the thing is, is that the Warriors are just old. They're just, they're they just are. older. Like, Steph Curry's literally 34. Which, it's cause, yeah, it's because we're so used to seeing the other version yes. of the Warriors yeah. who were just dominant, mm-hmm. just like a well-oiled machine. Just, yep, click, 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 click. And now you see like Steve Kerr having to make these in-game adjustments mm-hmm. and throughout the series having to even search for a starting five. Yeah, but I mean, that's why, that's why we say like Wiggins is right up there because he's actually one of the younger ones on the team. And then... You know, we see it's it's a big divide, actually, if you really look at it. There's like extremely young and extremely old, almost like Gary Payton, the second. He's on the younger side. Jordan Poole, young. And then you got like the vets, right? The the OGs like Clay, Steph, Draymond, um, you know, even Looney. He's on the younger side. So it's, it's definitely a divide in terms of like what you're getting. There's no like middle ground as much. So it's it's a little confusing, I think, if you're if you're you know, the coach and, and you're trying to find your your starters because you don't want to run your old guys too hard. But at the same time, those are the guys who have the most experience and are contributing the most on offense next to Wiggins, really. Yeah, I feel like Steph should play more. Played 41 minutes <laughs> in game four. Yeah, yeah. Even I was, I was getting stressed because uh, Steve Kerr gave him his like usual rest at the start of the fourth quarter yeah. when it was a close game. He did bring him in, I think, like two minutes in, but... Nah, Needs to be on that Nick Nurse Fred Van Vliet plan, you know? There's <laughs> <laughs> only three games max left in this in this season. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, three games left to me, maybe. Maybe he saying. can get the most out of him. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, you might need him for next season as well. What do you make of Draymond Green's play in this series so far? Yeah. It's yeah. been a tough series for him. It's his, a it, tough series. His mom called him out on Twitter. Yeah, like he's not standing out. He's just not standing out the way that we're used to seeing yeah, Draymond Green. Why, why is that out. though? Because he's old. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's he, just, he's, he is aging before our eyes. Yeah, and he and we really break down what Draymond Green has always been. It's always been an intimidation factor. It's always been defensive heavy. It's always been get inside your head. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you're a little bit slower? Yep. Like now you're a step behind everybody, and you're just you could bark all you want, but people are like, okay, I'm just gonna blow past you, and. This, you're just not as much of a presence. And on offense, he's never been the offensive guy. He's never been the answer. He's had good moments, yep. but he's never been an answer. So now you're not getting as much of him on defense, and you're definitely not getting anything on offense. Like, look at his stat line, 33 minutes, two points, eight assists. So he has good court vision still, obviously. He knows, but that, that's always been his game. He knows how to pass the ball to Steph to make sure Steph's getting the 43 points a game. Mm-hmm. But if you're expecting, like, what's your expectations of him? That's the real question. Yeah, that's why I've been really curious to see tonight and for the rest of this series if it's a close game again in the fourth quarter, 
is Draymond going to sit again? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Why would he? Why would he be out there? What? Are you, what is he contributing at this point? And who? Podcast would you, content. Who would you? Who would you be playing? Like, sorry. Who would you have him play over on this roster well, at th- this point in the fourth I, yeah, quarter? I think. I think in the fourth, if you're choosing between Kevon Looney and Draymond Green, you yeah. should go with Looney. Exactly. Yeah. I think there's even something to be said. I mean, obviously Gary Payton is. You know, he just came back from injury, and he's not the main player of this team, of course, but he would also give you a spark off the bench if you really need it in the fourth. Put him in for a few minutes. I would take probably put him over Draymond in some circumstances too. But obviously, like, they're two, two different positions. It depends on the lineup, of course. Yeah, well, he took it well on the podcast. I mean, he's been promoting the podcast so much. There you I, go. I'm, I'm consuming the content. He said he didn't have a problem with... Uh, he doesn't have a problem with what Steve Kerr did. Uh, he doesn't have a problem as long as they win. I would have yeah. been really curious what the reaction would have been if, if they lost game oh, four. That would have been a different Because that's a, that's a pretty big risk from Steve Kerr. Like, obviously, they have a, a long-standing relationship going back so many years. But when you pull the plug on one of your core guys like that in the middle of the finals, I mean. It has to pay off. It's the ego, too, right? Yeah. You know what hit so, the ego? Yeah. When Masai had to make a tough call. <laughs> You're bringing this back. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Full circle. This is the Raptors show, actually, after all. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know. Yeah, we don't talk about the Raptors anymore ever since they got eliminated. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> yeah. There's just no news. Actually, there's some news. We'll talk about it in the second segment. Yeah. But, you know, this, at the end of the day, this is a business. This is basketball. Um, coach has to make the decisions that he's going to think is going to win the game. And he did. So that's all that really matters. And if, yeah, if he lost... Definitely a different conversation because Draymond's going to be like, well, you know, what's up with that? But then on top of that, there's definitely some seniority and I think there's definitely ego at play. That's the problem with senior players when they start slowing down is that they think that they are deserving of time on the floor when really like, well, your game isn't matching as what it used to be. But there's like, well, I put all this time in the past. So how are you not rewarding me now? Well, we're just trying to win the game. And so there's always a bit of tension when you have rapport built up for, for so long. And uh, it's like, but at the end of the day, you don't owe anybody anything if you're trying to win. Simple as that. Yeah. I also wonder, because Draymond's obviously been the most vocal player, you know, podcasts, uh, press conferences, all of that. I wonder how Steph feels about all of this. Because <laughs> Steph is the one doing all the heavy lifting. I know, right? <laughs> It's like Draymond's just talking all of this crap. What if Draymond was on a different team? <laughs> but Draymond, Draymond has admitted this. So, you know, the last couple of years when they, they were struggling, and I think during the, when the Raptors were in Tampa during that season, I think they won like 15 games or something like that. It was a really bad season for the Warriors. Yeah. Draymond admitted on, on, on his podcast, again, I guess I just listened to every episode. Draymond said that he can't be on a losing team. Like it just doesn't work for him. Okay. Like it's hard for him. Yeah. It's hard for him to like get motivated. So, but Draymond's spoiled. <laughs> I get because he's rolling been, your eyes at this. Yeah, I am because he's been on. It's easy to say when you've been on a championship caliber team for the past decade. No, but I think, yeah, but I think the point is most yeah. players in the league are on losing teams. Yeah, but I think you asked the question, and I think the point is Draymond wouldn't be effective on a lot of these other teams. No, he needs you, to be within the system. Imagine Draymond on the Raptors. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind Draymond on the Raptors, actually. You wouldn't? Maybe not this version, though. 
This version of Draymond on the Raptors, absolutely not. Draymond and Nick Nurse, I feel like, would get along. Oh, my goodness. You don't think so? That would be the unexpected combo that would go together, I feel like. Because Nick, Nick, will, well, Nick will bench Draymond in, in November. He but, won't wait till the finals. But Draymond does prioritize defense. So yeah. Nick will play him for that. No, if, if you gave me the in-his-prime version of Draymond yeah. on this Raptors team, that would I'd, be off, very, I'd be very excited no, that. About would that. throw off the chemistry so bad you think on the so? team. That would throw off the chemistry See, so bad. I don't think... Oh, my goodness, I don't think yeah. Draymond's like a chemistry killer, though. Because he's he's more of just... I don't know how to describe it. He's the main character. He's always the main character. I know. He has to be the guy. But, but he's not... I don't think he would kill the chemistry. I think Rudy Gobert would. Really? Stop this. Get out of here. Yeah, you don't think so? What? You think Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert is going to be the source of all the Raptors' problems? Rudy Gobert always complains. Okay, complaining is one thing. Yeah. Being like on a whole podcast and airing it out in public for the <laughs> so entire an- world to hear. You anti-podcast? <laughs> As a matter of fact. Please subscribe to the Raptor show. <laughs> Rate and review. Yeah, no, Draymond's killing us in the charts, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's steadily yeah, rising. S- slowly. I'm yeah. not surprised. So sorry, Alex, you're getting beat out by an NBA champion. <laughs> yeah. Tough, tough luck. So 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 you feel like you feel like the Warriors are going to win the next two? Yep. Damn. Yep. You're saying this with a lot of confidence. My whole too. chest, yeah, my whole chest. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I think uh, it's now that they found their answer, which is essentially just stuff curry, just do your thing and we'll try to hang with you. Um, it's just it's so hard to stop that. And honestly, I think we're also and the crazy part is we're still waiting almost an Andrew Wiggins breakout game this series. I was gonna say Clay. No, Andrew Wiggins before Clay. Clay's gonna mm. have a great game too. Don't get me wrong. He's gonna probably pop off for like a thirty pointer at some point, but I think Wiggins before Clay. Should check uh, should check the Clay stats. I, I I don't have an explanation for it, but in the in these playoffs, he's just gotten better as each of the series has gone on. We've seen him have yeah. a big game six against Memphis. Yep. They just need whether it's Wiggins or Clay, if they just get a little bit of that secondary scoring. Yeah. Even from Poole. Yeah. That should be from from Wiggins though, I think. Yeah. Although Poole definitely has it in him. I don't think Poole's there yet, though. I think give him another year, and he's going to be there. Poole just makes me really nervous when he's on the court in Why? those minutes. I don't know. I feel like he's going to get crushed on defense. There's no defense. And, well, and, and if he's not contributing on offense, then those feel like just such like wasted minutes. I think the issue also with the Warriors, if you really want to break it down as well, despite the fact that they're still going to win the next two games, is the fact that Clay Thompson was your 3 and D guy, mm-hmm. and now he's just kind of more your 3 guy. Yeah. I mean, I was saying this last week. It's just Steph and role players now. Like, Clay is better than your average role player. Wiggins is better than your average role player. Yeah. But it used to be, like, big three, right? Like, you would have Steph and Clay, Splash Brothers, and then Draymond doing what he did as a two-way player. And now Clay's diminished. Yeah. Draymond's diminished. You don't know what you're going to get from them night to night, which is why it still makes me nervous. I'm just really nervous. I don't want Boston to win the championship. I'm just making that I don't clear. want Boston to win the championship either. Right. But what do you make of the conversation, the, the Mount Rushmore conversation? Okay. Right? Like D Wade's being like, add another head to the Mount Rushmore. I'm like, that's not how it works, Wade. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, sure. Yeah, I think there's a cutoff in terms of the number of heads. Yeah. On the, okay. But this was him praising Steph, right? Steph, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is Steph on, on that Mount Rushmore yet? Oh, I mean, Steph already was before this series, though. Yeah. But I do think from a narrative standpoint, 
And again, I blame this on the finals having too many off days. Yeah. I've continued to say that sports radio shouldn't be daily. <laughs> it should be weekly. Maybe <laughs> Says the monthly. guy with a daily show. Yeah, yeah, maybe monthly. Tell me how much you love your job, I'm Alex. just, I'm just changing, trying to change the structure <laughs> of sports radio. But Steph, from a narrative standpoint, I think people are starting to talk about this series in terms of like his legacy, right? Yeah. Because when you go back through his finals appearances, the first time they won in 2015, people will point to the fact that the Cavs didn't have Kyrie Irving mm -hmm. and Kevin Love. And 2016, arguably the best year in, in this run for the Warriors with the 73 wins. Mm -hmm. And they come back from 3-1 against OKC in the Western Conference Finals, but then they blow the 3-1 lead. Yeah. Right? So that's that's a stain on his resume. Definitely. Right? And then people, I don't want to say right off, but people look at those two championships with KD as just like they were the super team. Right? People yes. do write those off. They do write those off, but the reason why you can't write those off is because we have seen other super teams and they don't work. And we've seen even Brooklyn is the best example of recency because Brooklyn should have been way better than what they were, right? Like, and yeah, so swept many by the Celtics. Swept, like handled easily. I mean, did you see Kevin Durant was was all over Twitter again last night? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, because people, he was going at people who were saying that he's like the one superstar who hasn't been able to do anything against the Celtics in these playoffs. Because they're comparing him to Giannis, what Giannis did in the yeah. second round, what Jimmy Butler did in, in the conference finals and Steph now. The Steph versus KD, like any time they get roped into it it's it gets very toxic it does it does <laughs> lord forbid you call him cupcake yeah but well yeah. i do have to ask you you know just just for the sake of daily sports radio yeah i mean who was a better player on those kd steph teams warriors teams yo that's actually See, a there really we go. tough question love to kill five minutes with content yeah here's here's a whole five <laughs> minutes as to arguments on both sides. I mean, 2017 in that finals. I mean, KD won the finals MVPs, right? I mean, this is the yeah. other discussion that's happening now because Steph hasn't won a finals MVP. I've seen a lot of relitigation of Andre Iguodala winning his MVP in 2015. Yeah. Which I, I, it's a bit overthinking from the voters, in my opinion. Probably. Steph was the best player. Absolutely. Steph's right? been the best player. But that that's what that's what I mean by like narrative though, right? Yeah. Like uh, uh, Andre Iguodala was guarding LeBron. Yeah. LeBron was, I guess, not superhuman, just a little bit above average human. Like, LeBron still put up ridiculous I gonna, numbers. I was going to say, I'm like, yeah. LeBron's superhuman. This is like, even right now. This is like, even right now. Yeah. This is like last year when PJ Tucker was getting a lot of credit for yeah. his defense against KD in that second round series Fair. between Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Yeah. And I was like, you know, KD's still putting up 50 a game. Like, I understand he's playing him hard, but at what point do we draw the line well, on giving credit, though? Okay, what, like... <laughs> no, what, I, I, did I am he not, score I'm those not 50 points? Did he score those 50 so, points when he wasn't guarding him? Because there's always switches or, you know, sure, Tucker but, needs to come, come off on. the floor. But, but PJ was a primary defender. He was. Right? And the people were like, oh, he made those 50 points. It was the hardest it's 50, 50 points. points. And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm like 50 is 50. Yeah. I don't care about the difficulty. Nah. Yeah, I just look at the box score, you know? Yo, that's, Numbers oh, you're one lie. of those people. That's right. That's right. Let me pull up I've also just, been saying that 90s basketball is better than today. I mean, I, I <laughs> you don't. You agree? Yes. Okay, good. I know. People have been giving me a hard time about that. I don't know why they would. It's just, it was way more, um, 
rougher, like in terms of like physical, just like, intensity. Yeah, intensity, physical level, yeah. narratives. You know, even if you just watch the Last Dance, and you'll see like Michael Jordan in a change room with a baseball bat. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, that's right. They would not even allow half majority of the things that they did back then here now. Yeah, but but the Steph legacy thing. Yeah. So like people overlook the two championships with KD. They overlook it in so many ways because they don't give KD credit either. People no, give they KD don't. a lot of hard. They give him like a hard they're, time about that, right? They're too hard on him. Yeah. Yeah. KD's like the best offensive player I've ever Cause, seen. Because like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like, oh, yeah, KD, KD, KD. What player in the NBA would you start a franchise with right now? And like maybe give me like top five. Okay. That you'd start a franchise I w- with right I would now. go Giannis number one. Giannis, that's fair. I was expecting that. And then? Yeah. Now I'm debating between... KD. KD. I put Luca up there too. Oh, good. Put LeBron there too. Oh, no, you're anti Luca? Because he's a one way player? <laughs> I'm anti one way players. Yes, okay. actually. Yeah. That's fair. I'm, maybe this is the hot take of the day. I'm not that much of a Luca fan. Huh. Yeah. I, I will give them, him he credit. He almost got them to the finals. I know. And he did way better than everybody expected. Wow. Anti Luca. Okay. I'm not anti anti Luca. <laughs> I give credit where credit is due. Right. Okay. Respect his game. Do I think that he could, you know, play defense? Yes, he should be able to play defense. I think that's going to solidify his resume that much more because at the end of the day, LeBron James, when he turns it on, LeBron can play defense. Yep. Giannis can play defense when he wants to, when they want to. Giannis is the number Luka one Luka just can't. <laughs> Luka's just like, he's he just doesn't. I don't think he can. Yeah, that's fair. It's 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 part of the environment that you, you're in too, right? Yeah, like the coaches have to that. push them, right? Like, like they have to push them. Yeah. I look and at the also, same way. I look at the same way with Joel Embiid too. Like not not in terms of defense, but in yeah. terms of just the environment. Like they've made such an environment where they just let him say anything. They let him throw his own teammates under the bus. Yeah, no, that's you not know? cool. And and Luca's in an environment where but Jason Kidd has been challenging him. Yeah. But obviously he needs to actually do it. I think Dirk needs to like get Damn. in there and be like, dude, play some defense. Um so who's your top five then if you're starting a team? Top five starting a team. Like, I'm talking about, like, the one player that you could build a franchise around. Yeah. I'm not talking about, like, all-star team. I feel like I feel like you're going to choose KD. Uh, First. <laughs> maybe, maybe that was my whole point of my argument <laughs> was like to circle was, back to I KD. Feel like, I feel like that was your argument. I think so. Yeah, no, I think you would have to choose KD. He's, like, well, he, yeah. they list him as six, like 6'11", but he's really 7 foot. And he could shoot. And he could get to the rim. He has handles. Like, he has ridiculous amount of talent and size. And he's just almost undefendable. Like, when he's on, he's, there's no stopping him, really. Well, maybe there is stopping him. It's called Boston Celtics. But really, realistically, when he's on and he's surrounded by good pieces and stuff like that, like, there really isn't stopping him. And, like, it's a bit of an attitude thing, I think, as well with him. But for the most part, that's still the guy that I think you would want to build a franchise around. All right. I'm going to go with Giannis. We shouldn't forget about LeBron either. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. no. So LeBron, statistically this past season has had one of his best seasons in his career, which is just baffling to me because it's like, yeah, he should have even been in the MVP conversation, but he wasn't. It's like, it's like when they cap you off eh, in the NBA, it's like, it's all narrative driven. Totally. It's like, yeah. oh no, you, you, already, you already won too many MVPs. You're good. They're a terrible team. That's why like Shaq only won like one MVP in his career. It goes back to like define what the MVP means. Yeah. Well, we gotta, we gotta take this break. We could go forever arguing about this. <laughs> I will say though, LeBron and KD, they're just on terribly built teams right now. But we can talk about that another time. All right. 
I think that's a good spot for us to take a break. I'm your host, Alex Wong. You're listening to The Rapture Show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. When we come back, I'll continue my conversation with Savannah Hamilton. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with J.D., Blake, and Ailish. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Rapture Show on Sportsnet 590. The Fan, I'm your host, Alex Wong. Continue to be joined in studio by Savannah Hamilton. Savannah, I don't know if you saw last week uh, CCYA, the Canadian Chinese Youth Athletic Association, announced a celebrity classic that is coming up on Saturday, July 9th at U of T. We'll have CCYA co-founder Clement Chu join us tomorrow to give a bit more details about it. But Jeremy Lin is going to be there. Simu Liu. Jeremy was actually in town on Saturday announcing a new partnership with CCYA opening the Jeremy Lin Basketball School where he's going to help out in the city. Different clinics, things of that nature. We'll talk about it more tomorrow. I had a chance to sit down with him. Yep. Very briefly. That's He's a busy guy. You're cool. Um, But we'll play some clips from that. You know, speaking of the 2019 championship, you know, I asked him how he felt a couple years later now because when when they won the championship, he was really honest about how he struggled with the fact that he, did, he didn't really contribute on yeah. the court. And he struggled with that. So I asked him how he felt about it now. Ooh. So uh, must see, must listen podcast tomorrow. So listen to Draymond's podcast tomorrow and then listen to this one. Okay. Yeah, that should be the well, order. I, I definitely want to hear what he says. Yeah. And, and Will Lou, and again, we'll talk about this more tomorrow with Clement, but Will is slated to do play-by-play at this celebrity classic. Really? Yeah, any tips? He's know, not playing I, in it? I mean, I think we'd rather just have him in the booth. Yeah. Are you playing in it? No. So unfortunately, I booked a trip, so I'm gonna be out of town. Oh, so how or, convenient! Originally, it was gonna be Will and I doing the commentating, but um, any tips for Will? You've obviously done a lot of broadcasts and things like that. Well, what does he need to know first time going in? Uh, well, pronounce everybody's names correctly mm, first and foremost. Yeah. Um, lo- lots of Chinese names too, Will. So you better study on those. <laughs> I can say that. Yeah. You can say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You, you can say you, that. You just, you just continue. I'm just gonna continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, just get a good idea, especially in the warm-ups, See who has a nice like hot hand. Uh, he he's well equipped because he loves at Raptors games. He always arrives at the arena early. Yeah. To watch warm-ups. Yeah. You'd so be he'll surprised. Have- He'll he'll have the full report on, on all of that stuff. That's good. You'd be so, surprised okay. how telling warm-ups really are. Okay, so yeah. get gather some Gather some info. information, get some storylines beforehand. I story like to talk. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Stories are everything for me. And so okay. I like to sit down with a few of the players who I think are going to probably have a good game or a cool story, usually a connection between both of the teams. I look for some back history. No, did Simeon and, and Jay, Jay Lane go but way back before? Now okay. you talk about that on the broadcast, and if, what, if one of them is okay. going off, then you get a soundbite from one of the other guys, and you just kind of right. drizzle that in. Okay, but you got to come prepared. Oh yeah, prepared gotta, preparation. Can't just can't just show up with a mic and just call the game. Not quite, no. Okay. No, a lot of people are okay. fooled by that. Starting to respect broadcasters more. Yeah, just sometimes, as, eh? As sometimes, we're going, as we're going behind the scenes. Yeah. I wanted to ask you though. You know, if we were to have a Toronto media celebrity game, I guess we're all celebrities. Toronto media game. We wish we were. <laughs> what's um? What's your what's your starting lineup? Starting lineup for Toronto. So, am, okay, wait, pause. Okay, who rules? am I trying to win or am I trying to have fun? Both. 
So I'm trying to win. Okay. Um, (laughs) Both. Am I allowed to say names from other networks? Yeah, you can. Okay. We'll just pretend the other networks don't exist. We call the other network the other network. The other network? So if I'm trying to win... Okay, wait. And also, if they've been on the other network (laughs) for a a few years ago or like for like a one-time thing. Oh, so you're trying to find like loopholes and stuff. No, no, no. I'm not trying to find loopholes. I'm just trying to win. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah that sure. all counts? Okay, so all Nick Stauskas, Jamal Murray, Kia oh, Nurse, myself, and Sherman Hamilton. <laughs> or oh, or Leo Routens. Or all, Alvin Williams. All former players. Yeah, you got to go the former player lineup. Man. We're trying to win, yo. We know it's fun. Winning. Winning is fun. Man. Yeah. This was supposed to be us going through the Toronto media members and the roasting Monstars. their game. Okay, I'm gonna go, okay, that's your team. <laughs> I'll go. I'm gonna take Will Lou because that's my guy. <laughs> so you haven't. You're just trying to have fun. No, nah, come on. I've seen Will at the park. Yeah, I've seen him make back to back threes. Okay. Yeah, once back to back threes. No, I'm, I'm trying to turn him into Precious Achua. Oh my! Like, like I've been working on. Have it. you have you told Precious this? <laughs> no, I don't think I've told Will this. No, I have. No, because <laughs> Will. Well, you know, likes to be in the low post. Yeah. But I'm trying to, you know, if he can add that corner three. I think you got to I feel like it'll make a huge difference. And I, I've, I've trained him at the parks. There you go. Yeah. Talk, so, to, talk to OG about that too. Yeah, talking to OG seems okay. like a real difficult task. So I'm going to take Will. I'm going to take Amy Otterbert. Amy. Good, yeah. good one. Good pick. Man. <laughs> she was up there for me. I can't think of anybody else. I, I mean... Notable network, but behind the scenes, but once in a while I'll makes an appearance. Dwayne Watson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. Let's see who else. Put myself on the team. Where do you have Blake? Yeah, I'll put Blake on the team. <laughs> we put Blake on the team. You know what? I would make Blake a coach. Blake is a good coach. He'd be a great coach. Blake will come through with the stats. Yeah, with the X's and O's. Yeah, he'd be like, yeah. you know, Alex, you are forty percent from the top of the key. Yeah, definitely. But not. you're twenty five percent from like the short corner. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. stop taking shots from there. Take my guy, Joseph Cacharo. You know, just want good vibes on the team. You're so okay. You you got the good vibes team. Yeah, but I think we're gonna get crushed. For the for the good yeah. vibes team, I I did have. Well, I mean, I don't know if you and I could be on the same team or not, but I did have you on my good vibes team. Okay, I, I prefer to coach. Yeah. To coach. Yeah, I'm like Phil Jackson. I don't know. I would be I would be the Draymond to you. Okay. If you tried to coach me. Yeah. I'd give you issues. So I would just have to bench you in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Yeah, I didn't know you were just going to come through with all the former players. Dan. Well, because, hey, listen, I'm trying to win. Yeah. This is a competitive streak in me. Damn. You should actually bring that team to the CCYA Classic. That actually be hilarious. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hit Jamal up. Hit Nick up. Damn. Like Nick, Nick I, I know Stelskis. I, uh, Stelskis, I know that you're kind of busy in this whole finals things, but can you come to this celebrity game real quick? Jamal did like one game for that other network and you're pulling Jamal Murray. Wow. Listen. The loopholes is wild. <laughs> you didn't give me rules? Damn. So I'll give you the best. By the way, have you heard these OG and Anobi rumors that have been swirling around? Oh, yeah. This, the thoughts? Is there any thoughts to be had on that? Is it even worth the energy? I mean, it's the Raptor show. It can. And I'm looking at the clock. You're just looking at the clock. Okay. You yeah. know, just Daily this- Sports Radio. For the sake of the clock. For the sake of daily sports radio, let's do this. Talk about the rumors around. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's an integral piece to this, you know, Raptors team. Uh, He's like our dark horse. 
and he puts in all the work and he could easily be, you know, a franchise player somebody else somewhere else for sure. I could see him being a huge piece of another team. However, we recognize his talent. He has minutes. I'm pretty sure he's satisfied here. I don't see any complaints on his end, at least. He is the the swing player for me in terms of where the Raptors can go. Really? Yeah, I mean, Scotty, clearly, in terms of whether he can blossom into a superstar. But I feel like we've talked about OG as, you know, this guy who's going to make a leap for the last couple of years. And I think injuries have slowed him down a lot. For sure. Like, it just seems like every time he seems to be settling into a role or he seems to be really coming on. Like, this year he was he was slowed by injuries. Yeah, he had the hit pointer, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he was, like, averaging, what, like 20, around 20 points per game. Yeah, but then when he's back. Yeah, but I just, I guess I just want to see him on the court for, like, you know. A season? Yeah, the 82 games. But it's hard. Because he's such a reliable playoff performer, too. Yeah. That's the other thing. But it's hard when you're playing a lot of minutes consistently. Like, this is a whole different conversation in the sense, like, it's the same Fred Van Vliet conversation because even Fred had his injuries. And OG was up there, I think, top 10 in the league of minutes at one point in the, in the beginning of the season, like, the, up until the, up until he literally <laughs> yeah, yeah. got injured. If you, if you play for Nick Nurse, you're going to be in the top You're going to be, yeah, you're, you're going to get 10. ready to run. You're going to be the best shape of your yeah. life. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think it's not fair to say that, you know, OG's taking a step. I think we actually, I think he kind of is what he is now, but I'm very happy with who he is and what game he brings to the to the Raptors. I think he knows his role. And I think you need a guy like that because when you have players like Scotty, who's going to be a superstar for sure, you already have the Fred Van Vliet's, the Gary Trent Juniors who are going to be taking a lot of shots. All you need is the glue. All you need is the piece that's going to be everything else that, you know, they're missing or the gap. And, like, if you need OG to step up and score for a night, he has all the tools to do that. But for the most part, you need defense, and he's great at defense, and you need a guy that's not going to complain about his role, and that's what he does here. He does not complain at all. So you heard it here first. OG and is not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. All right. No. You know, you know, actually, the guy I'm really excited about hanging to next season is Precious. Yeah. And I feel like... Yeah, you, you, Amy as well, a lot of other people. I was pretty, oh, I mean, a lot of people were down on Precious maybe earlier in the year when the development didn't come as fast as people expected. I think there was a lot of expectations too from the sign and trade mm. with Kyle because everybody's like, oh, this, this is all we got. We mm. got, we got go on dragages, <laughs> unhappy self. Yep. And Precious, but man, I'm so excited for Precious. I think they got to find a way to get him into the starting lineup. Yeah. They, uh, well, that's going to be a very tough task. They got to sit down with Gary Trent. They Junior, might have to. Pitch him the idea of being six man of the year. Because <laughs> that's a very great <laughs> yeah. award. Every player wants that award. You seem nervous just thinking about that conversation yeah, that might take nah. place. <laughs> that's not happening? Okay. Mm, yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah, the Raptors have a weird problem where like six guys deserve to start. Absolutely. Yeah. You could argue even seven. I think Chris, Chris Boucher, if he's, mm. you know. He could he he could start on another NBA team in this league for sure. But I think, yeah, no, I'm I'm actually really excited about Precious. Precious is great, and that's why like you never doubt the talents of Masai Ujiri, Bobby Webster, and the front office and the scouting department because they've proven time and time again that they can find diamonds in the rough in the second round or even undrafted, <clears throat> Fred VanVleet himself, mm-hmm. and turn them into superstars or close to or like legitimate role players. And the system as a whole for the Raptors has just been, 
phenomenal, right? Like, I even think about Gary Payton the second on Golden State. He was in the 905 just a season ago. And right. he got Defensive Player of the Year in the G League that year that he's with the 905. And so we just pump out all these amazing players that come out of our system. And that just starts with, like, one, finding the talent and scouting them and giving them the opportunity to shine out. And also, one thing with Precious that, you know, I think that he got that a lot of players in this league don't get is opportunity, an opportunity to fail. Because we saw him, you know, not the, not the cleanest path, not the straightest road for himself. He really turned it on in the second half of the season. But that's because when a coach shows confidence in your game, when a coach says, hey, you are allowed to make mistakes, we're going to give you all this opportunity. We're going to give you a six-lane highway, and you get to choose which one best fits you then you get to figure out what your game is in the course of a season. And that's not an opportunity that's gifted to many players, even other players on the Raptors that could have probably even had that themselves. But that's a matter of like timing and potential and how you see the shaping of this team. Like there's so many factors that go into why you would give a player more opportunity than another one. But for sure, Precious, you know, what a pickup. That's a, that's a, that's a great player for the Raptors in future building as well. Yeah, well, I guess bring, bring it back full circle to wrap up, you know. The takeaway from today is just always trust in the Raptors front office, you know. Yeah, yo. Brought you a championship three years ago. In Masai, we trust. Be appreciative. All right, that does it for us for today. I've been your host, Alex Wong. You've been listening to the Raptors show on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Thanks again, Savannah. Thank you, Alex. For joining me in studio. Make sure you find the Raptors show wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Come on. Let's get this uh, above Draymond Green in the charts. We right. love daily. We love daily podcasts for sports. Talk. I love. Yeah. I love doing daily sports radio. Yes, you do. Thanks again to my guest Savannah. Thanks again to board producer Brett Armstrong filling in for Derek Brandale and Jennifer Rolnick for helping us with the YouTube stream. I'll talk to you tomorrow.